Workforce Health Engagement, Episode 16, Combining Wellness Programs with Medical Management, featuring Abby Green of HealthCheck 360. Welcome to Workforce Health Engagement, a show exploring strategies to improve your employees' health and productivity and to protect your bottom line. Join us as industry experts discuss how to engage employees in population health management, wellness, and healthcare consumerism. This is a special series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, Engaging Leader. And now, with 20 years of experience as a communication consultant to Fortune 500 companies, helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees, here's your host, Jesse Leahy. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Today, we're going to discuss how to combine wellness initiatives and medical management to drive health improvement and reduce overall benefit costs. Our guest today is Abby Green from the company HealthCheck360. That's a health risk management company focusing on reducing medical costs, workers' comp claims, and absenteeism while increasing employee morale and productivity. Now, primarily, they provide biometric measurements, targeted communications and wellness events, and health coaching. But also, they have a sister company that provides medical management services. That's Health Corp. And today we're going to talk about how to they've com- been able to combine the two to help improve patient compliance and accountability. Abby Green, welcome to Workforce Health Engagement. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Abby, what's the history behind your company, HealthCheck360? So we started in 2007 in a little city called Dubuque, Iowa. And historically, wellness really has a bad rap. So a lot of times HR representatives, CEOs will think of it as participation-based wellness programs, walking challenges, put your name in the hat and you'll win a water bottle to carry around with you. And HealthCheck360 was really formed to be different than that so that groups can really see change, they can see success, they can see their claims go down. So we were created by a medical management firm. We do have a TPA um, as a sister company of us, and we're formed by a brokerage because they were trying to give their clients everything that they needed out of a wellness program that they couldn't yet see in the traditional marketplace. So that's where Health Tech 360 stemmed, and since then we've grown to be in every single state. We have Canada and Puerto Rico clients um, and are doing a lot as far as success and building different types of programs based on every different industry. Well, I'd like to break that down a little bit for the benefit of any listeners both what you do as a wellness company, but also the sister company, the medical management uh, firm. So first of all, let's talk about wellness. What's the basic service offerings of HealthCheck360? We begin with providing all the communications. We realize that as employees, everyone is wearing way too many hats. So having wellness as another burden or another item on their to-do list is not something we want to push or have as part of that program. So we do designate an account manager who creates all the communications beforehand. It also entails all the legal, HIPAA compliant, ADA, GINA, confidentiality, and so on requirements that all the new rules administer. So that's all part of the communication pieces that go out. You know that when you work with HealthCheck, it's going to be a compliant program. We then go into on-site screenings. We don't have minimums for our screenings. And the screening is a venipuncture blood draw. So what that looks like is a blood draw that's taken from the arm. We're able to test 26 tests, including nicotine and a liver functionality test as part of that panel. We follow that with a HRA questionnaire, which asks behavior-based questions. 
which then produces a individual report. And we can talk through how the scoring works on the individual report as well in later bits of this conversation. But um, that 0 to 100 score is completely objective-based. It's really easy to say, of course I don't use nicotine, or of course I eat five fruits and vegetables a day, or I'm a vegan marathon runner and I've never drank a beer or eaten a piece of pizza in my life. <laughs> in reality, we're not always that truthful, um, and especially if there are items that are on the line as far as maybe premium incentives or dollars, it's very easy to fudge and use the numbers that are maybe a little bit more unrealistic than what is truly going on. During the year, we follow up with a full line of resources. Um, resources include inbound health coaching, completely free of charge. We have multiple webinars that are put on every single month. Challenges to choose from, everything is built into our wellness portal. So again, it makes it easy for HR to administer, and it makes it easy for participants to engage in. Okay, so tell us now about what medical management is and, and a bit about your sister company. So our sister company, I won't be able to talk extremely detailed on this piece of it since I do administer the wellness side of it, but HealthCorp and Cisco, uh, medical management, so both a TPA and also a disease management or condition management firm, um, we like to partner on that side of it for groups that are really interested in seeing success earlier on. So typical success, three to five years, we can see a pretty good turnaround as far as claims and as far as health improvements go. But by bringing in compliance management, which is really disease management on steroids, where individuals need to partake in certain tasks, certain activities to comply with whatever orders their doctor and their nurses are saying, that really brings on success earlier. And it's changing lives much, much sooner. If you're familiar with disease management, typical disease management would include nursing calls maybe every other month maybe every month to people with diabetes, high blood pressure, um, cholesterol issues. Compliance management on the other side would be that that diabetic would need to comply with those phone calls. He or she would need to have the A1C tested, tested regularly. Um, foot analysis, urine analysis, eye analysis, along with those nurse conversations. So by complying with those and by matching it up with a claim seed to make sure they're actually partaking in it, Individuals are doing what their doctors are asking, and we're seeing huge health turnarounds right away. So what's the advantage of working with a provider that offers both the wellness side and the medical management side together? That's a great question. We do partner with other vendors, so if they have a disease management vendor that they like, we'll definitely partner with a client's preferred vendor. However, doing it all in-house, or doing it all under the Health Check 360 Health Corp spectrum, everything is very easily integrated. Um, both are really return on investment focused. I'm using quote marks because ROI is definitely <laughs> a buzzword that we can get into soon. But we're both success focused, and we want to see that success. Where other disease management vendors might just be participatory based. They want to see the numbers, they want to see the outbound calls, but not so much the success side of it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about ROI because that is one of the big criticisms in the wellness industry. Many wellness vendors are tossing around ROI figures, and when you dig into the numbers, they're, they're actually not – it's pretty disappointing. What's, how do you think that, that you've been offering something different? 
traditional ROI, and again, I'll use quote marks with every single one of those <laughs> ROI responses, is a lot of vendors will say 6 to 1, 3 to 1, 12 to 1. And what most of those vendors are doing, honestly, is they're projecting where the claims would have been and bringing it back to where they currently are. So, for instance, if we have a 500-life group, 30 of which are diagnosed as diabetic who didn't know it, many vendors will go in and say, if each of those 30 diabetics didn't know they had diabetes, they would have gone into diabetic coma, needed insulin help or needed further attention, and all of these would have cost X number of dollars. Because you didn't have to do all those items, we saved you $2.2 million over the course of this year. Because of that, you have a 10 to 1 return on investment for the wellness program you put into place. The issue with that is that some of those diabetics may not have gone into a diabetic arrest. They may not have needed insulin that year. Um, looking at it morbidly, they may have passed away that year and wouldn't have needed any medical attention. Or, moreover, and which happens more, they leave the plan because they either retire, move employers, move to a spouse's plan, and so on. So a lot of those items are all part of that return on investment question that many other vendors are using. What we like to do instead is use their specific claims data. Their specific claims data, we bring in a feed completely free of charge, and we see how their risk is migrating. We're seeing what kinds of claims are being lowered, and we're also seeing how close to that zero trend percentage we can get in one year, two years, definitely after five or six years. And when you're examining the, the claims data, do you? I guess one of the things that the claims, uh, now I put quotes around claims myself, one of the claims that's made in the wellness in- industry is that certain types of screenings will detect a lot of undiagnosed issues. So, for example, diabetes is often brought up where your the claims might be very low, but there's a lot of undiagnosed diabetes just just waiting to happen. So it seems like you could, uh, when, when you're getting this claims data, do you find number one that that, that what your the data is is justifying that normal position, um, and does it actually will it actually end up causing employer costs to go up in the short term? There's two sides to that one, Jesse. So. To preface the conversation, I'll kind of draw a picture here. We had an 1,800 life group that, according to our claims, they only had 50 diabetics or pre-diabetics. So those are pretty good numbers, according to the wide spectrum of 1,800 lives, only having 50 people who are at risk for diabetes. After doing the Health Health Check 360 risk assessments, we found that over 100 were full-blown diabetic and almost 600 were pre-diabetic. So big differences between where people thought they are and where the company actually was. Now, diabetes or hypertension or cholesterol issues, if they're caught early enough, they have a relatively low impact on claims because it's all preventative or first-stage prevention. Um, If it goes 10, 15 years, that's where the claims get more expensive, and that's where surgeries are needed, emergency visits are needed, and that's where costs can go up significantly. So definitely in that first year, we are seeing preventative claims go up a little bit more, blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications, 
individuals going to see their physician more. However, those are the claims we want to see because they're far lower in cost and they bring down those claims that will happen in the future. Yeah, I had, a, we, I mean, we just, this past week or two, had a friend at church who had to go to the emergency room and that's where he discovered that he had diabetes and it was full-blown diabetes. His blood sugar reading was higher than that particular doctor had ever seen before. Was The doctor was amazed that the guy was even still alive. And here, he, yeah, mid-50s, and has ne- had, had no clue that he'd been living with diabetes. And Jesse, that's really the importance of having these on-site screenings is that the unfortunate idea here is that many of us haven't been to the doctor since our high school sports physical. And especially for men, a lot of times they won't go in unless their arm's falling off or they're coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it, very infrequently are we going to the doctor for those well care visits. And when we do, Many times we're not getting blood tests run. So we're doing that look in the mirror type of assessment where if you haven't gained any weight and if you look kind of the same as last year, you think you're in the same health as last year. But things like diabetes, definitely blood pressure. Those are silent killers. And they can kind of creep up on you without having any idea unless you're getting those tests run. What, do you, have you heard any criticism that doing health screenings uh, is actually causing an over uh, over treatment. So, for example, people get screenings with a false positive, and uh, then they start to go get treatment, and they actually either spend money or or maybe are even harmed by treatment that they didn't need in the first place. Very infrequently, um, depending on the tests that are being run, the Health Check 360 testing panel is really all for your information type of deal. So it's not going into dire diagnostics. We're not a diagnostic testing panel. It's more of a preventative testing panel. So what many of our participants do, however, is they bring that individual report to their physician. Their physician can look at some of the numbers, maybe match it up to previous results if they do have blood results on file, and they can see any differences that might be for alarm. And that way the physician or the medical home can make that ongoing suggestion or recommendation for further treatment. Um, very infrequently do we have individuals having tests run through Health Check 360 and then all of a sudden going right into a surgery or a type of medication. Everything is always double-checked by their medical home. Now, you mentioned that you don't have any minimums. So can you give us a sense for uh, the size of clients that Health Check 360 is serving and, and who are some of the, the clients that we might recognize? So we have clients everywhere from 20 lives all the way up to multiple, multiple thousands of lives. Um, some that you might be familiar with, Charles Schwab, Del Monte Foods, many of the casinos in the Midwest are Health Check 360 clients, and also two of the largest boat manufacturers. They do prefer to be unnamed, but just think about the boats that you see all around. Um, the two top names are Health Check 360 clients. And it, one thing that clients really like about Health Check is that we don't have any size minimums, as you mentioned. And what that means is we're able to do our entire screening panel along with the body measurements at any location. It might be a large group of 500 individuals at a corporate office. It might be their 10 satellite locations of 20 to 50 people. And then we can also screen all the individuals who work from home or sales representatives who are on the road. We can screen them from their hotel rooms. 
truck drivers who are checking into terminals. And that way, everyone has the same screening experience. It's objective, so we're not relying on an at-home testing kit or for them to go into their physician and not get the same panel run. And it gives the employer a way that they know every single result is done with the same protocol, the same measurement tools, and the same measurements are being done. So how do you practically pull that off, let's say, at a very small location if, if they're not self-administered? Are you actually sending staff out to them? We do. We partner with a couple different phlebotomy labs, and we have 4,000 phlebotomists across the nation. So any screener who comes to your home or to that large corporate office will be right from the area. They walk the walk and talk the talk, so to say. They know the roads, and they're able to connect with those employees very well. So getting back to ROI, what kind of case studies do you have that... So you're, provi- you're providing numbers that are different than most wellness vendors would. Give us an example of the kind of case studies that you have for some specific clients. Sure, and one definitely comes to mind. I mentioned before about that zero trend. We try to get our clients as close to that zero trend as possible. And in combination with our medical management sister company, we've been able to do that with quite a few of our groups. One in particular had been trending at about 8% every year. Every single year, they've been trending at 8%. It's a pretty common number that we're seeing, definitely not out of the ordinary. And from what I've been seeing lately, it's actually pretty conservative. They came on in 2008, and over the last five, six years, we've been able to level out that trend. Um, If they had continued trending at 8% like they had been, they would have paid $22 million more than their current feed. Now, this group is roughly... 2,000 lives, they're partaking in a very intense uh, medical management and wellness incentivized program where individuals need to partake in those coaching calls, those nursing sessions, comply with the condition, and improve their objective health score every year. And because of that, we're seeing some amazing changes in their health and some really drastic changes in bringing down those claims numbers. How do you counteract the potentially negative impacts on the company's culture if you're, let's say, getting so, you could become sort of compliance Nazis, if you will, where the, you know, the employees feel like the company cares more about numbers than they do about them as, as human beings. And the conversations that we're having with the employees are very different than the conversations that we're having with the HR professionals the presidents of the companies, the CEOs and CFOs. How we always communicate it to employees is in that glass half full type of mentality. We're looking at it as always a reward, always an incentive, and a benefit for them getting these free programs being part of their employer. So where many individuals would need to pay $60 an hour for those coaching sessions or take off work and go into their physician constantly for those types of discussions, we're providing those during the workday usually, um, completely free of charge. So it's a lot in the semantics, honestly, Jesse. It's a lot about making sure that it works with the company culture. Every single one of those communication guides that we send out is customized to the employer. Um, We're treating our trucking companies very differently than we're treating our white-collar financial institutions, for instance. Very different types of layouts platforms, and communications go out to different industries. Let's talk about incentives that you just man- you mentioned a while ago. So um, some companies 
provide incentives or disincentives to make sure their employees participate in the screenings and also in the coaching that that comes that follows that. Um, do you have data that shows whether or not incentives are really needed, and, and if so, how big the incentives need to be? So incentives definitely aren't needed to have a wellness program, but if you want a wellness program to actually work, incentives are the only way to get the majority of your population to participate. Think about any walking challenge that you may have been part of or even just a challenge with yourself. If there's no motivation or no incentive, a lot of times after two, three weeks, only the individuals who are intrinsically motivated and really want to do it for themselves are still part of the program. So our most popular model, Jesse, is definitely a premium differential model. And what that looks like is the individuals who participate or in future years, individuals who improve their health or maintain good health, they pay a lower insurance premium than individuals who aren't participating or individuals who aren't doing the things to make them healthier. And everything that we measure here is objective. So if someone says they're a non-nicotine user or someone says that they exercise an hour every day, we're not using that as incentive criteria. Instead, we're using actual blood results, actual body measurements that are taken from our phlebotomists to measure those outcomes and to measure the incentive eligibility. The most common model with that premium differential that makes it also a cost-neutral program, so the non-participants are essentially paying the way for those who are participating in the program. This is also very good for groups that don't have a budget but they know that they need some form of performance-based wellness to get their claims under control. So let's say, Jesse, we're both on the same health insurance plan. We each pay $100 for our health insurance because we're singled on the plan. This next year, our company will raise that to $140. So to be part of the health insurance, you have to pay $140 for your health insurance now. Now we might look at that and say, what? It went up by 40 bucks? Are you kidding me? However, by participating in Health Check 360, by doing the screening, and by doing the questionnaire, you pay last year's numbers. You still pay the $100 that you paid last year. Your premiums don't go up at all if you participate in the wellness program. So that way, again, it's tailored as an incentive. Anybody who participates, which on average we receive about 80% participation, anybody who participates pays last year's numbers. However, those who don't, they're actually funding the wellness program by paying an extra $40 every single month multiplied by that 20% who are not participating, which makes it a cost-neutral program at the end of the year. And by participating, that, that means you you got to do the assessment and get the blood drawn and get the screening. Um, and then you also need to meet certain health metrics? Some companies do pull those in. Uh, most of our companies don't. The reason being is some individuals, they get healthy in ways that aren't company-sponsored. So some companies will say you have to watch three webinars, participate in at least one health coaching call, and also do two out of the four wellness challenges that we have available. Well, some individuals might not need those wellness challenges to be motivated. Maybe they're marathon runners or triathletes or bodybuilders and a walking challenge isn't going to do a single thing for them. Maybe they have a lot of education in the wellness field, 
and those types of people won't need those webinars or those coaching calls to continue on. So with that being said, most of our companies do not partake in activity-based metrics during the year. Um, many companies do use a coaching call just because it, it is a good source of information, but as far as wellness challenges or webinars um, or races go, a lot of times they're not mandating those need to be in order to hit the full incentive. Okay. So to get participation in the, let's say, a challenge, that the challenge itself is going to either be have some intrinsic motivation or it's going to have its own like a drawing or sweepstakes or something to get people interested in doing that. Exactly. Tangible rewards work the best. Since they don't, they won't make somebody lose a whole bunch of weight, it might help an individual lose a bunch of weight, but it won't be the only reason. Um, we say maybe everyone who participates gets their name in the hat for tickets to the NFL football game or a ticket name in the hat to win an iPad or a shoe store, something like that. Something that is a little bit motivating, but isn't the end-all, be-all if you don't participate. Now, in terms of your overall metrics, your your total book of business at HealthCheck360 is about, I think you said 80,000 participants with about half of them participating in health coaching as well? Correct. And what percent of uh, so overall uh, what percent of participants of employees are participating so I, I, you mentioned earlier that if, if, a, if a client does that kind of in, the, the kind of incentive structure that you described that they typically get about an 80 percent participation rate and on average across all industries all size groups we're right at that 80 percent we have a couple groups who are dropping down into the 60s and a couple groups that are high, high 90s, depending on their incentive and depending on the culture of the organization. So of the people who are, the 80% that is participating in the screenings, year over year, what kinds of changes in their health scores are you seeing? And that's another differentiator with Health Tech 360 is instead of just doing a total population, how is your aggregate score improving from year one to year two. We do that, but we also provide a breakdown of repeat participants. So how are your repeat participants improving from year one to year two? Um, the reason we do that study is because a lot of times a health score might go from a 70 on that 100-point scale up to an 80 in one year. And they're giving high fives and saying, wow, Health Check 360 is the best company in the world. <laughs> well, in reality, when you look at the numbers, they may have hired a bunch of 22-year-olds, which are bringing their numbers way up. And all of the 65, 70-year-olds have left the plan and are no longer screening because they've retired. So you're not getting healthier, so to say. You're just screening healthier people. So what we do is we also do a repeat participant study where we retest the repeat participants. And 100% of our groups that are an outcomes-based model have improved their repeat participant score on a year-to-year -year basis. Now, in the first two or three years, definitely a lot more improvement than in years three, four, five, six. Um, it does plateau a little bit. Somebody who's in the 90s, it's very hard to continue to increase your score once you're up there. And I've seen that with several clients as well, where maybe they're five, six years into their wellness program, and it starts to get a little bit harder to keep people engaged because the you've kind of hit all the low low hanging fruit 
um, for people who've repeated the process multiple times. Have you found any ways to be successful in keeping people engaged at that point? And Jesse, that's the perfect time to bring in our medical management sister company and to bring in the condition management or the disease management. Sometimes when things get stagnant, it's no longer as engaging. So bringing in a different type of cheer structure to continue to motivate individuals is a great idea. Health Check 360 is also constantly improving our resources. So every three months, for instance, we create a themed challenge. That way, if a company wants to run a walking program every single year, it'll have a different face to that walking program every year. Um, right now, we're doing a rock and roll themed walking challenge, for instance. And we've just created a saloon themed or western themed weight loss challenge. So again, it's just a creative way that HR professionals or our clients don't need to get creative, but they can constantly see a new output on that participant level. So in an average year, how many of those kinds of campaigns do you recommend uh, any one company put in place? Really good to do about two a year. Some companies go up to four a year, so they run one every quarter. However, once in a while, it just gets a little bit intimidating to have something always going on. So to gain the best participation, we generally recommend about two wellness challenges a year. That way they're infrequent enough that they're still creative and still something new, but they're frequent enough to see some healthy change and to get people engaged. Yeah, that makes good sense. Abby, where can people find out more about you and about Health Check 360? Well, in the age of social media, we're all over the place online right now, so you can check us out at our web page, which is healthcheck.com. 360.com. Um, the interactive web portal is myhealthcheck360.com, and we can provide a link to demo that website and see it from the user or the participant experience. We also frequently update our blog. We're on Twitter and Facebook, so connect with us on those, and you'll get a healthy tip in your news feed. Otherwise, wellness is so personal, Jesse, that it works best to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, um, set up a webinar or an in-person meeting to discuss a client-specific vision, where they are now, where they want to be, and also just what they think their culture can actually take on. So my best number to reach me at is 608-609-6047 or by email at abby.green, that's A-B-B-Y dot G-R-E-E-N at healthcheck360.com. Um, I am in Madison with... We also have an office in Dubuque, Iowa. However, we do, we do business in all 50 states. So wherever you are, we'll make sure to link somebody up who's nearby or travels out to visit often. And if folks wanted to find out more about the medical management services that we talked about at, toward the beginning of the show, the, your sister company is HealthCore, and I think people can find out more about that if they go to the website cottinghambutler.com and click on the link for uh Benefit Solutions, and then Medical Management. Absolutely. Abby Green from HealthCheck360, thanks for joining us on Workforce Health Engagement. Thank you again, and enjoy your day. All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. We'll provide the information and links that Abby mentioned on our show notes for this episode, which you can find at engagingleader.com forward slash WHE16, as in Workforce Health Engagement, Episode 16. And while you're on the show notes page, you can engage with us by providing your thoughts or questions in the comments section. 
or by clicking the red send voicemail button. You can also engage with us at facebook.com forward slash engaging leader or on Twitter where I am at Jesse Leahy. Workforce Health Engagement is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that specializes in workforce communications, helping mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. In several areas, not only health engagement, but also talent management, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at asmodalecommunications.com. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. You can find both Workforce Health Engagement and Engaging Leader podcasts in iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, Cecily Leahy, our web intern, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, over the long term, a program of the day will not help you boost employee health, productivity, and your bottom line. Nope. For sustainable success, you need an integrated approach to workforce health engagement. Engagement.